Hey everyone, your designers are here. I'm Anita from Cedar Hill Farmhouse. And I'm Yvonne at Stone Gable. And I'm Kelly at My Soulful Home. We have tips and tricks and decorating advice for you. So let's get started. This is episode 61. We are answering reader questions today. Oh, I love doing that. I know, I love me doing too. That too. Mm-hmm. It's so and fun. And I have because... a whole notebook of questions that people have been sending <laughs> oh, in. And they thank you, everyone, for sending in your questions. We, we read all of them and love them. And your photos. We love mm-hmm. yes, your photos. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. So the, this is, I mean, I wish it could be more interactive each each episode but this is kind of our interactive episodes that we throw mm-hmm. in and we do get lots of questions we love the questions and we love answering them so kelly what is our first question well before we kick off we're going to talk about something else that we love um we're giving a shout out to one of our favorite companies for decor is wayfair mm-hmm. and we just happened to be talking together about some mm-hmm. things that we just got from Wayfair. And so we thought we'd give them a little shout out and direct you over to Wayfair.com in case you were looking for some items for your home that are well-made and well-priced. I just mm-hmm. got a rug for my dining room that mm-hmm. I love. Mm. It's gorgeous. And it was under $200. Wow. That's a steal. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's fantastic. So and yeah, I, and it's a go-to spot for me yeah. too when I'm shopping for clients. So, uh, you know, check out Wayfair.com. You may know of it or you may not have visited in a while, but it's it's definitely worth a peruse if you're looking mm-hmm. for some decor. Now, the first questions, um, I'm going to, I guess we'll moder- moderate it this way. I'll, I have my notebook with the questions in them. And then, um, so I will uh, shout out a question to Yvonne first. Mm-hmm. It's actually from Similar question from two of our listeners, Paula E. and Jackie W. Now, both these ladies, first of all, I have to tell you, they both love our podcast. (laughs) Thank you. We love that. Thank you, Paula and Jackie. And one was a voicemail from Paula and one was a, um, I believe, an email from Jackie. Mm -hmm. And boiling it all down, um, they're both asking about stained trim they Mm. both have Mm -hmm. nice stained trim Mm -hmm. nice wood Mm -hmm. and they like the look on the other hand they appreciate the going white and the neutrals and the freshening Mm -hmm. up Mm -hmm. but they want to keep the the paint uh, the excuse me the stained trim that they have and not paint it Mm. um paula in particular, she has some white painted trim. She has hickory cabinets. Then she has stained trim in other areas of her house. So she wanted some mm-hmm. suggestions for working with the stained um, moldings and trim uh, where she still has it. And Jackie, very similar. And I think she also has some rental properties that she has stained. Okay trim and so mm-hmm. Yvonne okay what do you think well first of all hi Paula and Jackie thank you so much for writing in or calling in and we just really appreciate you listening um, this is uh, really an easier question than you think you know um, if you love stain trim just go with it um, we have all white trim in this house, but the house before, we actually had stained trim. And I think in one of the 
the emails, they said it was in really great condition and no upkeep. Let me just throw this in. There is upkeep with stain trim. And strain, stain trim can dink. And just like regular, you know, white, tri um, white anything that's painted, it doesn't chip. But if you dink it, you're going to have to take care of that. Mm -hmm. so you'll or want scratched, yeah. Yes, absolutely. So what you'll want to do is get a great product that um, keeps your beautiful stain and your wood nourished and looking beautiful and cleaned. And you want to do that on a regular basis. And also, if you have little marks that are dinked or scuffed, you can always get those little pens. So, you know, and I think your question was color. from a decorating standpoint, how do yes, you work with that? I do know that, but I'm setting oh, okay. this okay. up. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm taking too okay. long. She's setting the stage. <clears throat> oh, okay. But I want them to understand there is upkeep because one of the questions the ladies asked, she assumed that there was no upkeep because there is. Um, but here's what I say. I just say that you're, if you're going to keep your trim, that's an awesome thing. If you love it, keep it. But if you want to lighten up your space, bring it. Um, and uh, I think some, one of the re one of our girls said that they they did some ship lapping and they just wanted to keep everything white and light. Certainly do that. I would paint my walls a light color uh, because I think the trim looks beautiful against light. Mm -hmm. If you're going to have stained trim, you might as well show it off. So use a light color wall. Use a white ceiling. I think that looks beautiful. And if you're going to have a lot of, you're bringing neutrals in, the one thing I would say is be mindful of the the tone, the, the uh, shade and tone of your wood trim, and then bring some those warm elements, a little bit of that same warm element into your room. Well, and, and I think to add to what you're saying, be very careful. Some of those are very yellow, so uh -huh. you have to be careful putting something very bright white next to it. It may make your woodwork look well, dingy. Well, that's true, but you want to get something neutral and light. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It so doesn't be, necessarily be have to be white. Right, so be aware of that color of the trim mm -hmm. and make sure that whatever you're bringing into that room is going to work with it. It works. The, right. That's yeah. a very good point, although yeah. I do paint all my my um, ceilings white because I just think it's not cl unless you have crown molding mm -hmm. it's not close enough but something you're going to paint a light neutral and then you're going to and you can shiplap you can um, do uh, planked walls you can do anything you want with it and I think just go with it um, and also I'd go with whatever if you have a white door that's fine if you have a stained door that's fine but just bring some of those warm elements that are on your trim that makes your trim beautiful into your room so it doesn't look so lonely and you can yeah. do that with wood but you can also do that with fabric mm -hmm. I, I agree and I think wood and white Wood a, and light is a winner. So, so beautiful together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It you is. know, I love that. Whether or not I bring wood in, and we've been talking about this in various ways, even from the bread bowls and the the um, the cutting boards and all of that, or the the stump side table, mm -hmm. or wood mm -hmm. you know, wooden mm -hmm. furniture that isn't painted. Not everything needs to be painted, ladies. Mm -hmm. You know, we do like that. It's a freshening look for some woods that might just kind of be bringing a room down or dating a room. But mm -hmm. if you've got nice wood trim, that's not necessarily dating anything. No, no, no. Unless you absolutely despise mm -hmm. the color of the stain and then to mm -hmm. have it stripped and all that. Hey, you know, you might as well just go paint at that point. But both of these ladies 
really like their stain mm-hmm. trim. I don't. I don't see that dating a home at all. And you can you can still have all the modern freshness that we talked That's about right. and freshening of your home and that we talk about all the time and your limited color palette and all that. But working in the warm wood, and and as Yvonne said, you know, go with it. Don't don't like think pretend you're trying to hide it accent it bring mm-hmm. the wood in and mm-hmm. other little pieces whether it's small tables or accent pieces throughout right. or just even something that's warm in a fabric you know yeah. you can do mm-hmm. some beautiful mm-hmm. if you've got more yellows put a couple little gold things in there darker gold or whatever that would look really nice with it absolutely i just say go for it embrace it and love it yeah, I think that's really good advice and some practical tips and some just love it. Mm-hmm. And, and and I bet you a lot of our listeners st- have that same, not an issue, but still have that same um, design element in their home. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I actually, a, a friend of mine from high school, I'm going to shout out to Lisa. Uh, Lisa, you know who you are. And uh, we went to high school together. We reconnected a couple of years ago, sort of by chance, now on Facebook. Now she's in my gardening group. She loves our podcast. And she sent me pictures of her whole house. And we've been having fun. In fact, I owe her one more analysis of her her living room. (laughs) And in one of my thoughts, I said, Lisa, you know, if you really want to freshen up, paint your trim. And she's like, don't be mad at me. I really don't want to paint my trim. And And so, no, Lisa, don't paint your trim. Do what Yvonne's saying for for these other ladies. So, you know, Jackie and Paula and Lisa, Mm -hmm. enjoy your trim. And if you have a mix and you don't want to change it, I say that as long as it's not in the same room, that's fine. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, enjoy what you have. All right. Kelly, what's the next question? Okay. So, Anita, this one is for you. This is from um, a lady who lives not too far from you in what? Katy, Texas? Katy, yes. That's nearby. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, now we're talking about... um, cabinets and backsplashes and and all of that so how do you feel about that uh do you would you take your backsplash all the way up and who's the reader and what do you do with the um over the it's megan d megan. okay from katie texas sorry hey, about megan. that hey megan and above the cabinet decorating yeah, because um, Megan is saying that in her home, the cabinets don't go all the way to the ceiling mm-hmm. and there's some space up there. So do you just let it be or do you put things up there? Okay, so stuff above, uh, What do you, do you put anything on the cabinets above? And was there a question also about whether you should put tile up there? Yeah, there was a question about where do okay. you stop the backsplash okay. in that situation? Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Yes, I'm in some Facebook groups, and this is a big question about what to put up there, and I'm really of the camp to leave it empty. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's some, something back in the day, you know, we all had stuff up there, but then it gets dusty, and you've got to clean it, and now I feel like it's kind of ends up looking a little bit cluttered. I mean, again, it's one of those things, if you've got stuff up there, like we just said, and you love it, then keep it. I'm not suggesting you have to take it down. But I am saying probably the newer look is a cleaner, more streamlined look. Mm -hmm. So people tend not to, if you want your house to look more like what's in the magazines right now and what you're seeing on Pinterest, I would would take things down. And the other thing is you really need some empty spaces for your eyes to rest. And you need those breaks. So I think it just, when you over stuff a room, I think it can feel cluttered and confused. So I really 
and and I think this is a problem that we I think we've all done it where maybe the room doesn't feel right and it seems like whatever's wrong it tends to be the solution we choose is put more stuff in it Mm, that's a that's a good point so right so I think Mm -hmm. the you know my new strategy is if something's wrong (laughs) now instead of knee-jerk reaction being adding things my knee-jerk reaction now is take things out Mm, very good point yeah Yeah. that's an excellent point and here's the I had I did have white pitchers above my Mm -hmm. cabinets Mm -hmm. just to hold because I collect them right right and see that's that's a more simple look I mean if you're going to have something that's probably what I but I recently took them down and Mm -hmm. put them on my open shelves right what a difference so you like it better with it open I like it better open Mm -hmm. however if you need that prime real estate Mm -hmm. use it well and you need if I had to use it I actually in my closet I have some beautiful boxes above a cabinet area and they're all Mm. exactly the same and they line up and it actually looks kind of architectural and lovely and it doesn't feel cluttered so that's another thing Mm -hmm. that you can do and then as far as the tile you know my tile I tend to just you I mean normally people just go to the bottom of those wall cabinets but I do have in my in my butler's pantry, there are open shelves, and I have tile that goes from the countertop all the way up to the ceiling, mm, which yeah. is a very clean, gorgeous look. But really, you're only going to see that if you have the oh, you have the open shelving. Yeah, yeah, Love I agree. Look. I don't think you would mm-hmm. if you had the wall-mounted cabinets. I don't think you would do the backsplash between the countertop and the bottom. And then start it again, right? Up exactly. there. Oh, well, no, you're not gonna. You're not yeah. even going to see it, and that's I was gonna expensive. Say, if you're going to pay, yeah, I was going to say that that's really going to be a lot of money for something that no one's going to know about mm-hmm. except you. Mm-hmm. I would. The only thing I might add, Megan, is if you're feeling that your cabinets maybe don't go high enough, mm-hmm. and it seems like there's too much space up there. Maybe you want to add some crown molding to the top. Oh, and there you go. Perfect. And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to reach the ceiling. It can just sort of, it, it, it would flange out a little bit like a molding would. So mm-hmm. it would just mm-hmm. cap it. You right. could do and something just, like that. Well, and when I'm I, sitting, you know, my recording studio is in my guest I love when you say my, recording studio. My recording yeah, my studio. Recording okay, studio. it's really my garage apartment. Okay. <laughs> All right, I've said it. But I'm looking here. The cabinets have a space above them, but they have this lovely crown molding at the top. It's empty up there, but you see the crown molding at the top of the cabinets and then the molding up at the top of the wall. And it's it's just lovely, just like yes. that. Our, we have the same thing. We have a farmhouse kitchen, and we have um, beautiful, heavy molding around the top of our cabinets and it's just so pretty it stands great on its own and really I think it's the stop your stop we have high higher ceilings so we needed that in ours and that's just a really good way to do it mm-hmm. okay well now I, I have some other questions of course we have a bunch and mm-hmm. I hope we get to them all but we want to be thorough so if if okay. you have sent in a question and we don't get to it today, we will be doing this again. We've done one before. And so, um, you know, if you didn't... And we'll listen- put the link to that one in the yeah, show Yeah, we'll put the listen because mm-hmm. maybe if your question was a little bit ago, maybe it's already been answered if you didn't have an opportunity to hear that one. But, you know, of course, because our listeners are fabulous, not only do they ask questions, but they give tips. So I want to um, share a tip from okay. Nancy H. Um, she sent us an email and I believe it was when we were doing our one of our outdoor episodes. Mm-hmm. And uh, Yvonne was talking about her outdoor pillows that she makes from those tablecloths. 
Mm-hmm. And so Nancy Vinyl tablecloths. Vinyl, vinyl tablecloths, right? Mm-hmm. So Nancy H. Uh, emails that she stuffs her outdoor pillows with plastic grocery bags. Nice repurpose mm-hmm. of the great plastic grocery bag. Yes, isn't that a good idea? And oh, she wow. and Nancy has made outdoor pillows from shower curtain fabric. Oh, oh great oh, idea. Woo! Nice we, job. Can you imagine how many you could get out of a shower curtain? There you go. Yeah, that's a lot of yardage there. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Nancy. Uh, thank you, Nancy. Great question. Great, great tip. Great, great tip. Great tip. So pass that along. Mm-hmm. And an update on our, our dear friend Karen uh, with the, the mayonnaise walls and the, the pinky beige oh, couch. Good. good. Just want to let everybody know because I know that was a bit of a cliffhanger. Yes. Karen, let us know that 25% mayo worked with the trim and the couch. And so she... Oh, yeah. So we have new pictures. She brought it down. Uh, We don't have pictures of that, but Karen did share pictures of some of her outdoor spaces. Karen, send us more pictures. Yes. In her outdoor spaces, she's incorporating a limited color palette, and it looks fantastic. A limited color palette. Yes. There you go. And another uh, tip, a suggestion from Laura L., one of our our early uh, adopters of Decorating Tips and Tricks podcast. Laura says, um, when we were talking about curtains, drapes, and uh, shades she uh, often uses country curtains and I know they've been around for a long time mm-hmm. and it is a great mm-hmm. site so Laura and wanted to share that with everybody Kelly, if you uh, Kelly let me just say this if you have it's been around an awful long time if you haven't looked at country curtains lately do they're mm-hmm. very updated awesome mm-hmm. good um, yeah, actually, a client of mine used them, uh, and they, she got the prettiest little balances. Mm-hmm. She had these weird windows, and I said to Laura, yeah, I I was just on their site for quite some time sorting that out for a client. Um, okay, so let me see. Maybe I'll take a question. Mm-hmm. Flipping through the book. Where's my question? Oh, oh we have a book. Uh, well, I have a notebook. <laughs> it actually even has a label on the front, and it says listener question. So I write oh, them down so no. we keep track. Okay, so um, oh yeah, the previous episode was episode twenty nine of the list of questions. Good, oh, good okay. To know. Oh, good to know. Okay, so um, Karina, she sent uh, an uh, I believe a voicemail to us. Yeah, she left a voicemail, and when we were talking about mirrors, and I we were talking about what would be the only room you wouldn't have a mirror in. And I think most of us said a kitchen, but I did say I was going to hang one up, and we just talked about how I hung that up in episode uh, 59, I think. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's kind of a really funny one. So you should listen to that. But Karina wanted to share with us, she has a small dark kitchen and um, she calls it a quote, two butt kitchen. I guess it's pretty (laughs) narrow. (laughs) I thought that was so cute. I had never heard that before. Um, Oh, but she also did say that she's loving our podcast and that um, she shared it with her mom and that we helped her mom survive a scary trip to the dentist. Because, oh, yay! That makes us happy. Yeah, yes. so she, they, they're laughing along with us and whatnot. So anyway, this is probably less of a question and more of a comment, but uh, Karina found a mirror in her stash, and she put it in her two-butt kitchen on the backsplash. She loved, she's loving the way it reflects the light. And she said she layered it with a hobnail little vase or such and a little cookie cutter and a little cutting board. And some of those things were from her grandma. And so she was able to utilize a mirror 
in a place where, you know, you maybe not normally oh, see a mirror. So if anybody, Karina, that's yeah, really a great tip. It's a great tip. And I have put a mirror in my kitchen. It's not sitting on the backsplash. It's hanging on the wall at the bottom of the staircase, but I think it's great in there too. So don't be afraid to put a mirror in your kitchen. Oh, good idea. Thank you. Okay. I love these. I love reader tips. So mm-hmm. fun. Okay. Now we have Michelle and this is a question for Anita. Okay. Michelle had a question about uh, anchoring a space. Uh, you know, what does that really mean? Um, you know, how can you achieve that? And any any suggestions or advice you have on clarifying what that means and how to do it? Okay, so are we talking about rugs? Is that what well? We're any about? yeah, anything that you know. She says she's heard the term anchoring a space. Oh, what does that, okay? What does well, that really mean, and how would you effectuate that? Okay, well. In a room, that would be done with a, a rug. Or if it's a, a vignette on a table, it would be done with a tray. So if it's furniture in a room, anchoring, what do we mean? What we mean is we're talking about making the stuff on top of the anchor feel like it's one unit. So if it's mm-hmm. vin- if it's stuff on a tray vases, dishes, whatever, it makes it feel like it's one unit. If it's a rug in a room, you're bringing all the furniture on top of the rug. So the anchoring means it feels like one piece, one giant piece. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of what we talked about with lots of plates on a wall. If they have a unifying theme, that makes them feel like one big unit. Mm -hmm. So that's what we, when we say anchoring, it means it's kind of tying it all together, making it feel like it's one, one piece rather than disjointed smaller pieces that's a very good definition anita can i add just one little thing to that please also i think you can anchor a room with a piece of furniture uh let's just use neutral if you've got Mm -hmm. a lot of neutral going on in your house and you have light walls everything is pretty light it gives the idea and and decorators call it like everything's floating Mm -hmm, there's nothing that sort of grounds it to draw your eye in and Mm -hmm. and and makes it sort of cohesive and you can do that with a few black items or dark items oh there you go Mm -hmm. yeah so also Mm -hmm. also anything green and living tends to do that as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. good question yeah so a little bit different types of anchoring going Mm -hmm. on there yeah 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 good question okay and then we have oh you know all these beautiful uh vignettes that we've been sent and we've we definitely appreciate that so much. We have um, quite a collection of them. We're keeping them in a little folder and we're mm-hmm. sharing them here and there on Facebook. So if you have anything that you've been inspired to do or uh, you have a question about, you could also send a picture. Here's a question from Maggie K uh, for Yvonne because mm-hmm. Yvonne loves painting, mm-hmm. furniture in particular. So Maggie has four Ethan Allen tables that are high gloss, dark cherry, Yvonne. Mm-hmm. And she wants to know, can she paint them without sanding? Yes, absolutely. And you can go many routes. Uh, Maggie, thank you for your question. Maggie, you can obviously sand it. But um, if you want to do that without sanding, you can use a chalk-based paint. And I, my very favorite is Amy Howard. I'll tell you that right up. I think it, um, it, it adheres to surfaces very well. Um, and you can just go to, she has a great YouTube channel that has uh, instructions better than I could tell you. 
um, just look up Amy Howard at home and you can paint them. And I think good, for, I say good for you because if you're tired of a style, um, because I have also had that dilemma, I have Ethan Allen as well. And I painted my chairs and they were mahogany, but I just sort of know the era that's from. And that's a lovely look if you like it. But if you want something that, if you want to update that look a little bit, painting it with a chalk-based paint works. And then you're going to seal that chalk paint. You're probably going to do a little antiquing and then seal it with a wax. Or there's other ways to seal it as well. But don't discount things like spray paint. It's a totally different look. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you can lacquer something shh, for a very... Shh, yes, I'm spraying while we're talking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually, Amy Howard has a fabulous line of lacquers. And they, you don't need to, and they can go over anything you do not need, like glass. So if it can go over glass, I think it can go over mahogany finish, and you don't need to sand it. So, you know, you have to think about the look you want and um, just learn a couple techniques. It's a very, inex it's much more inexpensive than replacing what you have because what you have is probably very well made. Anybody Excellent. else? Excellent. Yeah. That okay. was, yeah. yeah. I think you yeah. covered it all. Mm -hmm. I'm speechless. Awesome. That was mm -hmm. so good. Um, one more shout out to Hannah C. Hannah recently sent us a picture of a cabinet that she painted. I'm guessing it's in her kitchen. She mm -hmm. said the before and the after, and it was a painted cabinet and it looked fabulous. And then next to it, an open pantry, which she had completely organized. And I would say, way to go, Hannah. Oh. Um, yeah, that looks really great. Oh, so nice. your after was terrific. And it was fun to see the before as well. One thing, um, Yvonne, Maggie also wanted to know or see some pictures of your beams in your kitchen. Could you describe uh, those? Well, I, I think that in, I think I did in the show notes. Okay, perfect. Um, and I can't remember for uh, I can't remember which one it was but I did um do those oh, the one about art. ceilings and walls yes yes okay. yes yes that okay. because I think you asked me to do that so there okay. is a there is a post about my kitchen and you'll see the beams the we beams can do a link were, in the sh these show notes yeah, as well. yeah yeah the beams were just small you know they ran across with a little beading and we just decided that they were too small. So we had somebody come in and add to that. And what a difference. Mm. We didn't have to take anything down. He just added to what we already have. Awesome. But okay. I'll put this in the show notes. Okay. So from going from creating beams to creating mm -hmm. mood boards, we had a ah. question from Vicki mm. and I think Anita is going to um, handle this one. How to create these mood boards? I'm guessing Vicki maybe wants to make one, you know, just for a project that she's doing mm -hmm. or I don't know. Um, so she can have all her photos in one place. How would you suggest yeah. she should hey, go Vicky. about that? Uh, well, there are some online services, uh, for example, Canva or Oleoboard, and I think they're both mm -hmm. free to use. I've used the Oleoboard before, uh, but to be honest with you, I usually use Photoshop. And what do the both of you use? I use PicMonkey, which is very <laughs> use, similar to Canva. I use PicMonkey as well. Okay, so so you use just software on your computer then? Because it's free. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's free. free. Mm -hmm. Well, in the Photoshop, obviously, I had to pay mm -hmm. for that, but mm -hmm. I just that's what I use all the time. So I use that. But of course, when you're doing it on your computer, you have to be able to take the JPEG. You know, you're going to right-click the image when you see it on the computer and save as your JPEG, and then you pull it in and mm -hmm. put it on your 
your board on in Photoshop or PicMonkey, but when you're on, I think the Canva or Olio board, I think you can select the image. It's a, it's a little more seamless. You don't have to do the downloading and the mm-hmm. uh, opening the fold files and so forth. So uh, that's certainly something. Maybe we'll have a listener. Uh, Anita. Yes. Excuse me. I actually have a mood board that I did for our Gable guest bedroom. Okay. And great. I did it in I did it in PicMonkey. I actually did a few of them. Okay. So I'll put that yeah, in the sure. show notes so she can mm-hmm. see it. Very it's so easy. Yeah, and I think she knows what it is. She just wants to know what which mm-hmm. uh, but I want to show her use. like sort of the look with mm-hmm. the PicMonkey. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So I, I think if somebody has some service that they like that they want to recommend, uh, let us know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's a question I'm gonna to toss out to everybody. Uh, it's probably a something that a lot of people have confronted grout jessica v uh, sent an email we had a little exchange back and forth i told jessica what i thought but now we might as well open it up to what the two of you think about white tile dark grout white tile Mm. light grout marble tile hex marble tile with a sort of a light gray tile what would your thoughts be I have both. I have some bathrooms that have, you know, I have that little hex tile mm-hmm. that's white. And then I have the black little kind of rosettes. You know, they just kind of do a circle of the black. So it's very much like 1910, you know, mm-hmm. look for my craftsman style home. And it, I have a darker grout, so you can really see oh. the tile. I think the darker grout with that sort of tile really emphasizes the size and the shape. And it's really pretty. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think it just kind of depends on if you want it the grout to blend with the tile and you want it to kind of go away and you don't care about the shape of the tile then you would use the white although you do mm-hmm. have to be concerned more about the staining and you'd probably want, and you definitely mm-hmm. want to seal it i would say whatever color you use but mm-hmm. i for the, if the hex tile i definitely like to use the darker grout mm, that's a good tip i am such a blended together girl although i do love the idea of being able to see that beautiful design but i've seen um Subway tile with like white subway tile with grout that blends in mm-hmm. that's white and then grout that stands out. Now I think it it really depends on the style of the area you're putting that into, mm-hmm. because I think the darker grout is a way more contemporary look. Well, I think it depends. Well, I would say my flooring. I I don't think that's contemporary, but for a a black backsplash, I would agree with you. That's more contemporary. Yeah. I'm just saying in general, mm-hmm. I'll say in general, it is a much more contemporary look. You see that much more today. I don't know when 1910 they would use the dark grout. Maybe they Maybe would, it just got it. dark with age. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe. Oh, which it does. But I would say if you have, um, if you like something modern and very contemporary, that's a really great look. But if you like things that are more classic and... Um, little more traditional or farmhousey or country i'd stay with the blended blended into the whatever color tile you're using okay and then uh, because everyone didn't get to share in the emails that i was exchanging Mm -hmm. uh with uh with jessica i Mm -hmm. also have have had in my prior house the small white hexes with a darker gray Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And when mm-hmm. I remember when I first walked into that bathroom, and that was actually a fairly large bathroom. I thought, 
oh man, did I make a mistake? This is so busy. But here was, you know, the tile man was still in the corner. You know, there was no, <laughs> there were no finishings. You know, there was no, there were no decorations. There were no towels. There was mm-hmm. nothing. And so mm-hmm. all you saw, you know, when that is like, all right. you see is that. And, right. they, and you're but, panicked. And you're panicked. You're <laughs> like, oh my gosh, that's a lot. But I, ultimately I loved mm-hmm. it. And I loved the sort of, and I'm not a really graphic um, you mm-hmm. know, sort of person, right. but I love the graphic nature right. of it. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that you couldn't, I mean, not that my, I'm sure my growl was not dirty ladies, but if it was, <laughs> no, I'm sure you couldn't it tell. Um, and I think in a bathroom, that's a great place to get a little more like crazy or yeah. step out of your comfort zone. Right. Uh, a backsplash in a kitchen, maybe not so much. Right. No, no, I, still, I, I like agree. it, but it's, I agree. It's, it's more contemporary, but I've seen the darker ground on the subway tile on the backsplash. It's not what I have personally. Mm-hmm. I have the lighter ground, mm-hmm. but, but I like that look. Yeah. I think it's a very nice look. Yeah. But it, it depends on the style you're going for. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then now I have the small marble hexes and I did a, a, a grout that's, it's almost, you can't, it's almost imperceivable from the, the tile. Mm-hmm. It just all flows. But you can, you know, you can still see the shape, but it's mm-hmm. certainly not um, standing out like the other one did. Mm-hmm. I would make a suggestion to anyone uh, fretting about, thinking about, exploring grout. If you go to a reputable tile place, you can usually ask for the decorator's grout kit. They might charge you like $10 or something for it, but uh, if you're, you know, if you say you're a decorator, you are a decorator. Uh, Everybody who hey, listens here is a decorator. That. Everyone listening is right. a decorator. Everybody is listening. I listen to decorating tips and tricks. Give me that grout kit. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they just have these tiny little pieces of it. Maybe they're two inches long. And, you know, you can't tell if it's a, it's a big bathroom, but you can get a better idea holding it next to your tile and the different light that comes into your bathroom. It might be something worth exploring. And maybe you can even get one online. Uh, but that's something you should maybe think about if you're mm-hmm. serious about grout or you're really stressing about what grout to use. Because mm-hmm. it definitely is getting down to the nitty gritty and decorating, but it makes a... <laughs> Excuse the pun. I it, know. It, I love it. I love that you got it. Um, <laughs> it makes a big difference and it can yeah, change the look, yeah. just like Yvonne is saying. It definitely changes the look. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we are going a Kelly. little bit over. I but... know. One quick one, quick one, one, and then right. we've got to stop. Oh, I, I think we have two. We have two quick ones. Okay. I don't okay. leave Very anybody quick. out. I don't want to leave the, anybody out. Okay, I'm going to give this one to. Yeah. Uh, again, to Yvonne because okay. mm-hmm. uh, I know your. Is it a three foot? rule or three yard rule about faux blooms but a while back oh yes this is rule okay this is from march 17th so this this lovely listener has waited this long to have her question answered who is this it's well i don't have a name it's mother's heart must be her itunes name because it came through on a on a really nice review and thank you so much mother's heart we all have mother's hearts too um so she wanted some tips to dust off faux blooms uh, I'll give you my favorite one, a blow dryer. Wow. Stop I right there. Know, we, I know. No put it, don't put more. it on a hot setting. If you have allergies, though, that dust may be going everywhere. Well, but you, well, I guess it would be. You could but, do it outside. <laughs> do it outside. Well, there you go. What I do is when I'm cleaning, before I vacuum the floor, you take a blow dryer, you just 
low, low setting and and uh, warmer, no heat or air, whatever you have on your blow dryer, and you just blow it off, and that really gets everything. Oh, yeah. You can you can shake them out. You can also wash them, but I'd be careful depending on what they're made out of. Mm-hmm. You know, you might want to try like, you know, a. Um, a leaf or something to see how it dries. Cause I know that you can actually wash some of them. Um, so those are my tips on how to do it. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And one more, and I'll take this one because I've had the most workers in my life in the past year. Anne from Michigan asks us, how do you treat workers in your house? She, Anne was apparently putting out quite a nice spread. for her <laughs> <workers>. <laughs> She You're going to take so long. She had treats in the morning and then she had popsicles what? in the afternoon. And I felt, I was like, wow, I hope none of the guys that work in my She's house She's done this every this. day for how long? Well, I don't know how long she was doing it for, but at the, at the point in time, she had done this in the past. And at the point in time she was asking the question of us, she was getting ready to do a kitchen remodel. We're coming to, ca- to her house. Cabinetry. Exactly. I'm like, hey, I can faux paint. You want me to come over? <laughs> so I would say, if, 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 I mean, I thought that was such a great question because it's mm-hmm. not one that would necessarily come to mind, but it definitely comes into play. Sure. Um, And, and, and I'm going to seem stingy next to Anne, but I would say like, if I was... Uh, home and they were outside and certainly if it's hot or whatever you know so even just some icy water even if they have water say oh no thank you I have water but just put a pitcher of ice water in some plastic cups or something you know make it easy for Mm -hmm. them too so they don't have to worry Mm -hmm. about breaking Mm -hmm. something or whatever and then I've done watermelon cut up um uh, bags of clementines just put them out. But I'm doing it very occasionally, Anne. This is not, this is like a surprise treat. You <laughs> know, this, say, is not- this is impressive because when we moved in our house, we had guys here every day for probably two months. So, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I had work to do and I had a house to get together. So I wasn't really focused on, plus there's places to eat that are, you know, walking distance mm-hmm. from here. So, but you know, it's, so, I mean, I think it's really just what you I don't think you have to do anything, but if you have right. the time and you're wanting right. to, then right. great. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, and you I'll know the you- saying, happy wife, happy life. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, you know, happy carpenter, mm-hmm. happy, happy customer, project. you know? Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, not to say that if you didn't give somebody some watermelon, they were going to do a bad job, but you know, it just, it's, it just right. kind of, you know. It it's makes nice them feel like do. they're appreciated. And, it, and, and certainly yeah. if somebody went beyond the call of duty, like I've had mm-hmm. some guys Well, in my I house. will say this. Um, a lot of times we do tip, a tip for people. We do tips instead. Yeah. Cash is always appreciated. So we, yes. do, we do the cash uh, yeah, thing. Well, here's another, and I'll, I'll, we'll end with this. Here's another thing, and this is just a little bit of a rift off of it. If I have somebody coming to my house, like to put furniture together and deliver something, I always offer them a to-go cup of coffee or whatever, a drink. Oh, that's so nice. And and usually, I mean, I've never had somebody come into my house to put something together that doesn't work really hard. And then follow that up because they always have like, you know, a survey or call the company and say, I just want you to really know these guys or these gals were amazing. Mm. Oh, that's so nice. Very nice. I always try to do that. Well, anyway... Great questions. We want to thank all of our listeners, especially the ones who, uh, whose questions we answered today. You can um, go to decoratingtipsandtricks.com and find our website and find our phone number. 
we ask you just to leave you know leave comments leave tips leave questions and we just really appreciate it so remember we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home until next time hey there if you're loving our podcast like we're loving our podcast we would love you to rate and review us head to itunes to do that it's easy and it would mean so much to us 